Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the second episode of Arc Building. I am your host, Joe Musidla. So grateful to be here. So grateful to be recording this. Uh, it is Sunday, September 30th at night. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to thank you so much for supporting this uh little endeavor. Uh, I want to thank you for, you know, those of you, my Facebook family, uh, for sharing this and supporting me. I, well, I can't thank you enough. And, and I, I'm just so blessed to have you, uh, and just, uh, I, I like clicking open the Facebook and then, and, and seeing all the different, uh, things that, uh, well, a lot of different events, things that uh, are affecting us uh, worldwide, um, things that we need to pray for, even one another. Uh, it's just, uh, well, thank you, and I love you. Um, the other thing I want to talk about really quick, I have to give a quick shout-out to my beautiful wife. Uh, tomorrow we're going to be celebrating uh, 13 wonderful years of marriage, and it is... Well, it's because of her that um, and her love, her support that I'm doing this. Um, we've been through so many things together, and uh, it, I'm just reminded of 13 years ago that we stood before the Lord our God, uh, before our friends and our family, and uh, made a vow that we have both taken very seriously and uh, still do to this day. So I'm just very grateful and very blessed and very, uh, very happy, uh, very happy this evening. Um, with me this evening, and I'm grateful again, uh, is my twin brother, Sean, and I, I would want to call him co-host, but with his schedule, I'm not sure if we can establish that. So uh, call him co-host slash guest for now and then, and, and, you know, ladies and gentlemen, as, as we move forward in these shows, you know, he may not be able to jump on with me. I may feel a push or, or feel led to jump on here by myself. Um, so we'll just kind of see where that goes. So uh, without further ado, welcome, Sean. Hello. Hello. Hey, I'm unmuted. Awesome. <laughs> you are unmuted. That's beautiful. Right. Technology scares me sometimes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 grateful to be here, Joe. I'm grateful for uh, your endeavor and uh, you uh, 
you know, pushing forward. Sometimes these uh, these things are a little bit uh, unnerving, a little scary to uh, learn learn some new stuff. But it's always uh, uh, it's always amazing when we uh, we get a call and we just push into it, we press into it of uh, how the Lord uh, is is delighted in His children and honors and blesses our uh, our, our sometimes wobbly steps forward. And uh, He's good. He's a good Papa. He's a good Papa. Well, amen to that. Um, ladies and gentlemen, the last episode recap was uh, basically we cleared our foundation. We got rid of the rubble. Um, we started we uh, started our foundation with the, uh, uh, John 16.5 through 15 of establishing that our, well, our, our understanding of his word comes directly from the Holy Spirit. Um, we also, uh, started to look at some strange days, uh, going back, we started out in, uh, with Christ our King telling us in Matthew 24 to go back and take a journey back in time and look at the days of Noah because he said that's where we're going again. So that's where we ended up, uh, I think that's where we left off, so... Let's go. I'm just going to start off with uh, Genesis 1. Um, well, let's, I'm just going to start off with Genesis 1. 1. And I'm just going to read for a little bit. And you guys can... Well, these are some boards we can start throwing in our ark, basically. Uh, we're going to need them. Uh, we need to believe it. And... So I'm going to read from the NASB. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and morning one day. Then God said, Let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. God made the expanse and separated the waters which were below the expanse from the waters which were above the expanse, and it was so. God called the expanse heaven, and there was evening, and there was morning, the second day. Then God said, Let the waters below the heavens be gathered into one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees on the earth bearing fruit after their kind, with seed in them, and it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed after their kind, and trees bearing fruit with seed in them after their kind. And God saw that it was good. There was evening and morning the third day. Then God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. 
and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And let them be for lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He made the stars also. God placed them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth and to govern the day and the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. There was evening and there was morning the fourth day. Then God said, Let the waters teem with swarms of living creatures and the birds fly above the earth in the open expanse of the heavens. God created the sea monsters and every living creature that moves, with which the waters swarmed after their kind and every winged bird after its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters with the seas. And let the birds multiply on the earth. There was evening and there was morning the fifth day. And then God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures after their kind, cattle and creeping things and beasts of the earth after their kind. And it was so. God made the beasts of the earth after their kind and the cattle after their kind and everything that creeps on the ground after its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image. Let us make man in our image according to the likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image, and in the image of God he created him, male and female. He created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over everything that moves on the earth. Then God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the surface of all the earth and every tree which is fruit yielding seed and it shall be food for you and to every beast of the earth and to every and and to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the sky and to everything that moves on the earth which has life i have given every green plant for food and it was so and God saw all that he has made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. So, with that, Sean, um, what did he say about his creation over and over and over again? Um, I, I'm kind of stuck on the, the creepy crawly things. So does that mean when God made spiders, they were good? I'm afraid so. I'm, I was afraid of that myself. 
I don't know if I can be friends with him. That's just going to have to be a work he's going to have to do in me. Right. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm doing better with that one. I'm doing better with that one. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, continuously, he just says over and over, uh, it is good. Um, now, that's now that's saying quite a lot. Mm. Um, it is good. He declared it good. Uh, it wasn't man, you know, what I declare good is coffee. Um, and maybe he does as well. I don't know, but his creation was something we we see uh, later on that he was able to walk with Noah in the garden. Uh, nothing. Uh, walk with Adam. I'm mean? sorry. Yes, that too. Well, I'm sorry. Walk no, with no, Adam. I know you're getting to Noah. I know you're getting to Noah. So. Yeah. 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 He got to uh, walk with Adam in the garden. Thank you for correcting me there. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. Um. So, well, that's that's interesting. I can't tell. Yeah, uh, our, ver- our version are good. <laughs> Probably a little different than his. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. It definitely is. All right, gotta love technology. Had to uh, had to change a couple settings there. We we're getting some feedback, so uh, <laughs> we are back. Um. Anyway, so it's just just a hair distracted with that. So I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's uh, kind of hard to read, and you're getting a little bit of feedback, and you're and you're trying to do things behind the scenes and trying to get your mind to stay on task. But I think we got that worked out. So, um, anyways, uh, like we were saying, you know, God says that this is good. He declares it good. Now he is sitting upon his throne. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I don't have a throne, so you know when I declare coffee good, it really is kind of meaningless. It's just my opinion. But this isn't his opinion. This is literally the Most High God saying that it is good. Um, I looked up that word. Let me see. Let's go. Uh, where did I put that? I got so many. Page Twenty-nine. Uh, 2896. Oh, there you go. Thank you, Sean. I got so many tabs open. Go ahead and, and talk about that. Uh, what I'm seeing is it's uh, Tobe. Mm-hmm. Um, it is from the root um, 2895, which is another uh, primitive root uh, to do or make good or well in the widest sense, to do better, to cheer uh, to do, to seem good, make good, goodly, to be pleasing. Um, on it goes. Um, Let's see. Yeah, good, better, well, goodness, goodly, best, merry, fair, prosperity, precious, fine, wealth, beautiful, fair, favor, glad. Um, prosperity. Yeah, pleasant, agreeable, pleasant, good, excellent, of its kind. Now, I like that one because he keeps saying of its kind, that he designed... So everything so far is exactly as he intended it. Is that agreeable? Oh, very much so, yeah. So it's not until we mess it up that it's not. And then from there... um, 
Yeah, well, let's 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 kind of read about that. We're going to go to Genesis six one. Now, I know there's a, ladies and gentlemen, I know there's a whole lot of weird stories about this, but we're just going to read straight from what God has to say about it. And I know. Well, I'm, I'm just we're just not going to talk about that. But this did actually happen. Um, we are given an account of it, so we're just going to talk about it. We're just going to kind of hit it straight on, and then we're going to look at some some other things that kind of relate uh, to this later on. That's I think is going to give us some insight as to um, well what what the, the 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 bad angels were doing. So. Let's see. Now it came about. I see Genesis six one NSAB. Now it came about when men began to multiply on the face of the land, and daughters were born to them. That the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful. Now that's a strange phrasing, but he's basically saying the sons of God, the 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 angelic host, saw that the daughters of men. So he he gives it to you in this phrasing, in this way, so that you understand that that he's talking about the angels are looking at uh, uh, humans and and finds them uh, beautiful or finds them uh, desirable or or uh, useful. Even um, I'm trying to think of the exact word it uses there, but uh, and they took wives for themselves, whomever they chose. Uh, then the Lord said, "My spirit shall not strive with man forever, because he is also because he also is flesh. Nevertheless, his days shall be one hundred and twenty years." The Nephilim were on the earth in those days. And also afterwards, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them, those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. When the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that every intent of his thoughts, of the thoughts of his heart, were only evil continually. The Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. And the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, from man to animals to creeping things to birds of the sky, for I am sorry I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. These are the records of the generation of Noah. Noah was a, was a righteous man, blameless in his time. Noah walked with God. Noah became the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in the sight of God, and the earth was filled with violence. God looked on the earth, and behold, it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted their way upon the earth. Then God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence because of them, and behold, I am about to destroy them with the earth. Make for yourself an ark of gopher wood. You shall make the ark with rooms 
and shall cover it inside and out with pitch. This is how you shall make it. The length of the ark, 300 cubits, and its breadth, 50 cubits, and its height, 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark and finish it a cubit from the top and set the uh, door of the ark in the side of it. You shall make it with lower, second, and third decks. Behold, I, even I, am bringing the flood of water upon the earth to destroy all flesh in which is the breath of life. From under heaven, everything that is on the earth shall perish. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. Um, wow, that's a lot. Mm. That's that's a lot to take in. Um, you know, if if this is so, yeah, these these these. These bad guys made a pact and came on down here and did what should not be done. And they didn't just stop with humans because he said all flesh was corrupted. So they they were they were going nutty with the genealogy. Um, they were uh, well, they were doing some bad bad things. Uh what God had intended they were basically destroying. And it was now unrecognizable to God except for well eight. It was only eight that had entered the ark as far as uh the humans. Now he goes on in the other verses you talk about the uh clean animals and the unclean animals. But uh he does some interesting things here. Um let's see, I think it was uh Oh goodness. Let me uh oh let me go forward just a little bit here. Because he gives uh he gives an account of well, he gives an account, basically, in, in Genesis, uh, where was that? I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I may have to do a little editing here. But anyways, he, he gives an account, but basically, uh, what was good for food? Did you catch that, Sean, in Genesis uh, 1, um, Living Creatures? uh so he uh he lets them be fruitful and multiply and basically all the uh, green herbs and uh everything he said you know all, all the uh so it, it seems like there was nothing uh carnivorous right at this time that uh everything was uh you know plant eating lions and bunnies playing together it does sound nice. It does sound really nice. Um, where I work, we have a bunch of bunnies, and then uh, 
we have a uh he's really pretty but I don't like him he's a we call him the big fat fox uh he is big <laughs> but he's got a belly on him that dude eats well um but he's been out there ever since I've been out there for for 9 years I've seen this fox uh, hunting and and every once in a while, like a lot of times in the summertime, it's just peaceful because it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere where I work, this shop. And right behind us is this, uh, it's all farmland. Um, so, you know, he gets, uh, you know, that fox gets to hunt bunnies and rodents and everything else. So he, he gets to eat well where he's at. But, uh, yeah, every once in a while you'll, you'll, I don't know if you've ever heard a bunny scream, but it's horrendous. But I'll, I'll be sitting outside, you know, reading or doing whatever, just enjoying. It's just, it's really peaceful. It's just quiet out there. You know, you get to look at the stars and everything. And Hello, bunny slaughtered. Yeah, and then you hear the scream of a bunny. I'm like, oh, someday I will not have to hear that again. It's just Make awful. Make it quick, Fox. Make it quick. Yes, yes. So, yeah, I don't really, I understand it, but I don't really dig on it. Especially, they're so cute. I love the bunnies. Um, <laughs> I do. Uh, even even bring like little like I'll bring carrots and stuff for them. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. trying. But anyways, all that aside, sorry I got off got off task there. So so we're we're looking at all these all these different uh, things that that God has set up. He he's now. Uh, Telling Noah what's clean, what's unclean, uh, you know, what to put in the ark, how to build the ark. Um, Noah enters the ark, and let's see, in the sex, let's see, uh, Genesis seven eleven. In the uh, six hundred year of Noah's life, in the second month, on the seventeenth day of the month, on the same day, all the fountains of the deep burst open, and the floodgates of the sky were opened. And rain fell upon the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. On that same day, Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah, and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons with them, entered the ark. Uh, They and every beast after its kind and all cattle after their kind, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth after its kind, and every bird of its kind, all sorts of birds. Uh, They went into the ark by twos of all flesh, in which was the breath of life. Um, so he, he, God commands this to, it's, it's this ark of, uh, genetic material that is going to repopulate the earth. But uh, he then, you know, God then floods the earth. Uh, Noah comes to rest, but God, say Genesis 8, 1, but God remembered Noah and all the beasts and all the cattle that were with him in the ark, and God caused the wind to pass over the earth and the water subsided. Now this is also, ladies and gentlemen, the first time that that they're seeing rain, uh, and and not only that, you know, before that there was just a mist that uh, came down and uh, watered as the um, well as the earth rotated, it would have cooled, 
uh, it would have come down watered as the uh, as you rotated and the sun uh, heated that up it would have rose back up and and so the, this would have been happening uh, you know all across the planet just just constant you didn't have to worry about anything you didn't have to get a uh, well I mean now you've got to have sprinkler systems and everything else but back then it was just automatic and you wouldn't have had uh well you wouldn't have had the sun's rays beating down on you um it would have been uh nice and cool basically the the uh from scientific models and scientific study i think if i remember correctly the the hottest part would have been uh 72 degrees the coldest part uh being at the uh the two poles would have been 52 degrees so no we didn't have the ice uh that we have at north and south poles everything uh actually could you know all the land could sustain uh all kinds of life so um so it was uh well it was pretty darn nice um Kind of what everybody would be looking for is like you know it's room temperature for the most part, and then well, that's exactly where we get that phrase from. That's that's exactly it, Sean. That's you hit the nail right on the head. Yeah, that's uh, that's where we get that room temperature would have been consistent. Um, yeah, it would have been very pleasurable. Uh, you know, I, I know as we go out, you know, we're well, you know, we're getting into fall where we live. Uh, today was quite cool, um, and it'll definitely start getting cooler. We'll get uh, eventually. Um, we'll get into the negative digits, uh, negative, you know, twenty, negative, almost thirty. Some at some points with wind chill, even more, um, and then of course snow and all that good stuff. So. Uh, I know other regions get it far worse than we get, uh, but um, it's not. It's it's you know I appreciate. It. I love uh, like a fresh snow. I really do, but uh, I, I don't really like negative uh, twenty two degrees when you have when you breathe in and you get that stinging in your nostrils. <laughs> No, uh-uh. I don't. Yeah. I, I I like the freshness of the air, but I don't like the stinging of the nostrils. Um, and uh, and then I I also my heart just worries so much at that point uh, for those well for the animals, and then especially for uh, those without homes. Uh, I, my I'm always. Uh, well, concerned in, in doing what I can uh, in those situations, but um, so it it would be nice to have the uh, Earth back to a well a stable climate. So even then, we wouldn't have had all the crazy weather that we've been having too, with the the floods and the uh, hurricanes and um tornadoes and and everything else it, it it's basically a very stable climate uh with the earth being at basically uh a zero degree axis is the only way that this could happen 
Um, so, uh, you know, right now we're spinning at 23.4 degrees off center um, and are basically due to centrifugal force. Now, this this reminded me of something, Sean. Uh, y- you and I used to spend a lot of time at the local racetrack uh from well you more from your teens on up and then my i would say my 20s on up uh just different race teams and just different adventures going out there and one of the things that uh you know you witness is is you know quarter mile or, or drag racing is there's what's called uh, ladies and gentlemen a burnout box and what they'll do, uh, the race car drivers, is they'll it's it's usually just sprayed with water. So they'll lock the front brakes, and they'll just do a big old burnout, spin those tires. Um, oh yeah. Uh, very high RPM. No, they'll 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 really give those tires the what for? Get them heated up so they become nice and sticky. But due to the centrifugal force, those 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 tires are very wide, so that you have a a good surface area of grip. But when you start to spin them, well, they become very narrow. Isn't that right, Sean? Uh, yeah, they, uh, they they grow in the in the center, for sure. So, become, uh, yeah. So much like that, uh, our Earth has done the same thing. Due to centrifugal force, we have kind of a fat spot in the middle. But it's really in the wrong place. Um, so this is part and parcel. If we were to stand the earth up right now, um, well, she, the fat spot being in the wrong place, she is going to wobble. Like a gyroscope out of balance. Exactly. So this should remind you. Uh, this is exactly what God's going to do. Uh, in well, uh, the latter, well, the mid parts of uh, uh, the book of Revelation, he gives uh, some detail on this, but really it's the uh, book of uh, uh, Isaiah, the 24th chapter, that gives you a huge amount of data. And we'll get into this in a later show, but just to kind of give you a heads up, and even if you want to go and read for yourself, he gives you a huge amount of uh, information as to what the earth, you know, uh, God says that it's going to be reeling to and fro like a drunkard. Now, um, unfortunately, I can relate to that uh, in my youth. Yeah, uh, yeah, I have reeled in t- to and fro from from uh, intoxication. I'm not proud of that, but uh, that was that was quite some time ago, and luckily I have not repeated those events. Um, but uh, yeah, that because of the the fat spot is going to be in the wrong place. Uh, it's everything is going to have to reorient itself um, so that we start spinning correctly. Um, also during this time, God is going to, well, speed us up and slow us down in our, uh, RPM or revolutions per minute. 
um, as we go around the sun. So uh, he also gives the detail and the information that he is going to strike one-third of the day and one-third of the night. So basically we're going to speed up in our revolutions and we're going to, I I believe it's a 16-hour day uh, that we're going to go back to. Uh, 360-day year. Um, And then he's going to, well, he's going to put us right where we need to be uh, in our relationship to the sun. So that way, you know, if we're, uh, I think it's plus or minus 1 or 2% and we're done. Um, That's, you know, or anything over that, I should say. And and this, this planet will not sustain life. Um, So he is, you know, the Lord our God is going to move us uh, exactly where he needs to move us in relationship uh, to a new uh, sidereal year. So, uh, yes, all these things are going to happen. Uh, The Lord Jesus Christ did say that we are going to go back to the days of Noah. Uh, I know that's a huge amount of information to drop, but we are going to uh, we're going to dive into those things further. I just wanted to. Uh, Wait, what about the the return of the Nephilim? Sorry, <laughs> um, sorry, sarcasm. Oh goodness, bad Sean, bad Sean. Um, evil. Um. Well, let's look at another account of that. Um, I, I think uh, there's so much information here in in Genesis, but basically, I'm sorry, let me get back to what I was talking about. Um, uh, once again, I kind of jumped around, and I apologize for that, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, I was kind of trying to get your minds prepared for... Well, what is to come? Uh, he said that we're going back to the days of Noah, but this is also, he, he gives us account when Noah gets off of the ark. Um, this is interesting because he now, you know, before the flood, before we were kicked off of our access and reset up, and that time was re-established now at, uh, well, 365 and what, a quarter day, I believe it is. But, uh, you know, uh, let's let's go to Genesis 9-1. Um, and God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. The fear of you and the terror of you will be on every beast of the earth. And on every bird of the sky, with every spiders. Oh, and sorry. Yes, let's not interrupt the word. Uh, Sky with everything that creeps on the ground, and all the fish of the sea into the hand they are given. Every moving thing that is alive shall be food for you. I give it all to you as I gave the green plant. So he references what he did as I gave the green plant. Uh, Excuse me for interrupting. Uh, Only you shall not eat flesh with its life. That is its blood. 
Surely I will require your lifeblood from every beast. I will require it. And from every man, from every man's brother, I will require the life of man. Whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed. For the image of God he made man. Um, so, now that's interesting. Um, so, now, um, so now, as as the the, the world spins, as, as we as we inhabit the earth today, uh, we know that we can you know uh, eat a hamburger. Uh, we can eat. Uh, you know, he he gives you this whole list later on of what is clean and what is unclean, and what is good for food and and. Uh, but he says now the life is in the blood. Um, Sean, where was the life before that, before the flood? Uh, in the breath. Everything had the was carrying the breath of life. At least that's what I was reading, but uh, that or the water. Now that's interesting because you know when we go back to Adam and Eve um when he takes the rib or he, the genetic material from Adam and he fashions Eve uh you know he says you are now flesh of my flesh bone of my bone but nothing of the blood um and we Correct. could we could expound upon that but uh that is quite interesting. That's that's a huge amount to try and digest right there, because now before that, uh, the animals were not afraid. I mean, they just walked. Noah basically gathers them. You don't hear of any fighting or squabbling or anything like that. And now, uh this life that is now entered into the red blood cell, um, well, the fear of you and the terror of you will be on every beast of the earth. You know, as as much as I love the little bunnies at work, uh, getting close to them ain't going to happen. Um, you know, they I can sit still and, and they'll get close, but if I so much as move, man, they 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 are gone. Um, so that's that's interesting. That and in in and in the later chapters, he tells us, you know, that we're going back to these animals in the later chapters of the Bible. Uh, that the lamb will lay down with the lion or uh in the correct translation of that uh, is the wolf the lamb will lie down with the wolf um basically we're going to go back you know in in every way shape or form ladies and gentlemen he's telling us we're going back to the days of noah he's shouting this basically at you 
um, that we are going to go back and, and some very strange things that are going to happen. Uh, the, the, the life will no longer reside in the blood, um, which makes my mind go back to s- several other verses, but I, I won't mention those for right now. I think I... Uh, you know, I, I I may have expounded too far when I was talking about uh, uh, Isaiah 24, but nonetheless, it's there. Um, but it, these are some interesting things that make you think and make you want to dive in, and and these are definitely uh, as you study, uh, these are definitely boards that are going to fire up uh, that you can start putting up on your arc because. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you, you, this is uh, this is for your benefit and this is for your knowledge to understand that uh, as these things increase, uh, as we're seeing um, earthquakes increase, famine, war, rumors of war uh, increase. He, these are signs that uh, well, we're getting closer. So we need to have our minds prepared for what we're going to endure uh, during this time and and, and the changes that uh, we're going to go through. Now, one of the things that Noah does is, 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 you know, before he said, I gave you all the plants and everything else. So Noah gets off the ark and he starts, he has to, he has to plant and he plants a vineyard and then he drinks uh of the of 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 the uh grapes the wine yeah the wine and becomes drunk now Sean do you do you think that was intentional I would think not I would think that um after going through all that I don't think he was like uh intentionally trying to get trashed out so let's go to Genesis 9:20 um See, then Noah began farming and planted a vineyard. He drank of the wine and became drunk and uncovered himself inside his tent. Um, uh, basically, uh, he he left. Well, he became drunk and he left the 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 flap of the tent open, which he did not intend to do. So he, he did not intend anything. He was going to drink grape juice. But everything had changed. Uh, how he, uh, one, the, the fermenting of the wine or, or the grapes into wine. Um, two, I would imagine the oxygen content uh, that we would have had before was much greater uh and now there's less oxygen um god's also relating a huge amount of information here um as far as the tent itself uh if we were to study that out he's literally telling you um you know before that he he says that he sets uh uh, it shall come about when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow will be set in the cloud. Um, 
now he's talking about a rainbow, but he's also now talking about the Milky Way. So that this this covering, uh, this tent um, that we used to have is now opened. And you can see the bow or the Milky Way for the first time. So this is really what God's trying to relate to us in our minds is that now this this tent, uh, what we had before was complete cloud cover. Uh, Noah's now seeing for the first time, um, well, the the Milky Way galaxy, and and God says this is a covenant, a covenant, excuse me, between me and the earth. It shall come about when I bring uh, a cloud over the earth that the bow will be seen in the cloud. So he gives you, uh, he gives it to you both ways. That yes, uh, this is the reflect. This is now the re- re- refraction of light. Uh, so you're, you'll see the the rainbow, or this this prism. Um, but also that now the the canopy that was that used to be a a, a shield or a covering is now or this tent um, that was that was set uh, is now opened. And everything is now revealed. So when we go back to the days of Noah, yeah, that's 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 what we're going to have as a constant cloud cover. Uh, um, yes, it'll still be day and still be night, but uh, we're just going to have a constant cloud cover that's going to protect us. And that's a beautiful thing. Uh, and this is also part and parcel why, uh, you know, the the lifespan would have been, well, one, God makes the lifespan what it is. Two, mechanically, um, well, they would have been, uh, we wouldn't have had all the influx of, of uh, cosmic radiation uh, shortening our lifespan as well. Uh, that would have been protected, so... Uh, plus just the vegetation itself, um, the nutrients. Um, oh my goodness, so many different reasons um, that the uh, the lifespan would have been much greater. Uh, and as the Earth, uh, uh, you can see the the life start getting shorter and shorter as we go on. Um, and finally down to, you know, the, the longest uh, that the cells will replicate is up to 120 years. Past that, we, uh, it's, uh, I, if my understanding is correct, is almost nearly impossible. It's past 120 years. It's, we're just not going to do it. Um, so, uh, Sean, you brought up the, uh, well, the <laughs> the return of the Nephilim. <laughs> uh, um, yes, yes, King. Oh, the boneheads am I? Um, let's uh, let's look at that. Um, well, no, I, I want to hit on wh- something just on that when you were sh- talking about the tent and the flap there, because uh, um, you know that that's so cool and and from a another point of view too is you can see the brilliance of God of saying you know I will set this bow in the heavens 
and this covenant, and, and usually a covenant is basically, you know, um, this promise of I ever break this, then let there be a curse come upon me. And it's amazing because the bow is flexed and pointed upward. And so, you know, in that sense, you know, God is actually aiming for himself if I ever um, break this. But, you know, we also see that bow in the sunlight um, is the the refraction of light. And then we see the seven main colors pop out, you know, Roy G. Biv. And then uh, uh, we see that in seven churches is, you know, prophetic sign of what God's doing on the earth. But then with seeing the uh, the Milky Way at night, we also still get it, a lot of times. And I think God's speaking a little bit in a, in a Rama uh, sense here, uh, a Rama sense of the word that we a little bit of revelation of saying, you know, even when it gets dark, my promises are still just as true in the light. Hmm. And uh, you know, he's he's showing in the in the galaxy in the Milky Way of his brilliance and his creativity and his majesty and his splendor of like it doesn't matter if the sun goes away or if the light is no longer there, my promise is still uh true. Um so I just I just love it that he's constantly trying to encourage us with um who he is and how he feels about us. Uh, in in his creation. No, very well said. Um, trying to think of where, if we wanted to go there, you know. Um, trying to think if I want to go to Genesis. If we want to go to Abraham or not, or you know what? Let's save that, Sean. Let's save that because that's where we need to go to next. Yeah. And I think that's a beautiful picture that it still lines up with Genesis. It doesn't matter, ladies and gentlemen. These boards are going to go together no matter what. Uh, I, I can't mess it up. Trust me. The boards will fit. Um when you read it, when you come into understanding, when you start studying it, they will fit together. I even know I'm, uh, you know, uh, jump around a little bit here. Uh, no matter what, they're going to go together. Um, so yeah, I cannot mess up the word of God <laughs> uh, unless I try and add my own in here, and that's that's not uh, well. Well, I I fear him, and I'm not going to do that. So. Um, but I do want to bring up something uh, from a, well, biblical yet secular standpoint here, Sean. Uh, let me look at, uh, let, let's let's go back, because there's a lot of things that are going on, you know. Uh, uh, well, I, I had, a, before we jump off of that, because we're okay. in, in, in Genesis 9.20 here, and we have this, you know, where Noah gets drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have, you know, where, where Ham, uh, you know, sees the naked of his father. And, and of course, that, that brings a, a huge curse on, on Ham. Mm-hmm. Um, have you heard the teaching that there was possibly some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of sexual thing that happened there with, with Ham and his father? Uh, yes, yes, I have, and 
Yeah, um, I I don't go there. Uh, that's not what that says in the original Hebrew. Um, that's no, <laughs> no. There, there there's actually uh, holy cow. That would that's a lot to open up, Sean. Um, it is. It that, is. That's that's a lot to open up for the for the time that we we have left here. Um, yeah, I have heard that, and uh, that seems to be. It looks like that from the English, and it looks like that uh, until you really start to tear it apart and study what uh, what God was uh, trying to relay to us here. Yes. Um, let, let me just hit on something with that real quick before we move off of that, because I know there's been a lot of teachings where we've added to that and made that into something that it's really not. And, and there's been a lot of speculations, even from scholars and such. But um, here's kind of what God has shown me with that and just personal reflection and what have you. Um, Noah was a patriarch and was, let's put him in the, in the position of... Um, in today's uh, language, uh, languages and and our culture, this would be your boss. This would be um, this would be your dad. This would be um, a grandfather, an uncle. This could be a um, a pastor. And um, basically, what I got out of this, what God was showing me, is very simple. Um, sometimes we make mistakes and we screw up. And what Ham did was go out and and expose the nakedness of his father. And what it was is that he made fun of and actually saw himself in a better light because he saw uh, that his dad tripped and fell in a moral sense and and exploited it for his own uh, gain. Um, What this little lesson here is, folks, is that we need to be careful how we talk about each other. And, and I'm not, you know, trying to say that I'm better than anybody or anything in that sense, but we really need to guard our mouths because we saw the curse that comes upon the ham. And I know uh, life's tough enough. We don't need to add extra curses, but we don't need to expose uh, our brethren uh, that have been, uh, that have made mistakes. We need to build them up. We need to clean them up. And uh, Lord knows they need to be uh, covered in righteousness. Do they need to answer for stuff that they've done? Of course. Um, but we need to be careful of our heart stance on that. And uh, that that's all I'm going to hit on that one because, I, I, you know, I've heard that teaching before and I just uh, I kind of feel like the spirit's on that of, you know, let's not walk away from that without uh, at least... Um, hitting the moral aspects of that. I know there's a ton more there, but anyways, I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll move off of that. No, that's fine. Um, yeah, I would need. You know, honestly, I was not prepared to go into that. I was as far as I wanted to go was just uh, talking about the uh, well, what God was doing uh, to the earth and, and and exposing the the heavens. Um, 
but uh well that could be for another episode because that would be I would I I didn't have my notes out for that one so Oh no that's um, fine I just uh, so. I just kind of felt like the, there was just and I would somebody out there just kind of needed to hear that that uh you know it's just easy to critique and and expose other people when they're and uh we do it out of a a place in our heart where we're um we're trying to gain off of somebody else's misery and uh that that's the that's the quickest way to um well that's the quickest way to not see your own ministry go anywhere <laughs> mm. uh, um, that's the quickest way to stand still that's the quickest way to um exclude yourself from the blessing that God has for you because walking in maturity um doesn't look like that and and we just need to be careful how we we talk about others and especially those who are in Christ and uh, especially those who have uh, tripped, and um, yeah, that that's uh, that's just heavy on my heart. I just think you know when we stand before Him, um, that's going to be a big deal. That's going to be a big deal. So, anyways, well, I will. Yeah, I will just I will I will just leave what you said right there, Sean. I uh if God put that on your heart then I'm not going to uh we'll just we'll just let that uh stand then. I appreciate okay. that. Um, yeah. um I'll just let that stand. Uh let's see. Yeah, like I said, we were gonna go to Genesis eighteen, but we'll I think we'll do that we'll we'll do that for the next uh episode. Um, but what I was wanting to do was, um, bah, 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 got so many pages up. Goodness. Bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize. Um, this computer is not, ah, there it is. There it is. Uh, let's see. I wanted to start off by looking at, cause there, there's a lot of goofiness going on as far as, uh, I, I, Sean and I were talking about this, you know, growing up together. Uh, I remember 1984-1985 in uh, going to school, uh, public school. It seemed like the the last year that I can recall, uh, they were teaching both Genesis uh, or creation and uh, the... I'll be kind, the story of evolution and uh, together. The theory. The story of evolution. (laughs) Um, And that's me being kind on that one. I don't really... uh, Anyways. um, I don't even know if I call it... I wouldn't even call it a theory. Uh... So anyways, the last year that I remember was 1984. 85, it seemed when it seemed that uh, that year uh, creation was out, evolution was in. And from you know that point on, I don't remember uh, hearing much about creation, especially in science classes and everything else. It was now uh, millions and billions of years that... Everything evolved. The planets took to from burning hot gas to cool and form and blah, 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 blah. 
Well, God just said he did it in six days, 144 hours. So I'm sorry. He's sitting on his throne. I go with that. But uh, this is an article out of uh, Wikipedia, Creation and Evolution in Public Education in the United States. Uh, in American schools, the Genesis creation narrative was generally taught as the origin of the universe and of life until Darwin's scientific theories uh, became widely accepted in the late 1800s. Sounds like another story that came out then. Uh, while there was some immediate backlash, organized opposition didn't get underway until the fundamentalist modernist controversy broke out, say that three times fast, broke out following World War One. Wow. Uh, several states passed laws banning the teaching of evolution while others debated them but did not pass them. The Scopes trial was the result of a challenge to the law in Tennessee. Scopes lost his case and further states passed laws banning the teaching of evolution. Uh, it then, yeah, I'll, I'll post this article, but it, it then goes on basically... Uh, from 1968 to 2005, um, where these things went to court, and uh, basically, uh, well, it basically says that uh, that we were pushing a religion uh, upon people not actual science or, you know, God being the master scientist, he gives you everything that you need to know of his creation. He doesn't hide it from you. He puts it right in his word. So, um, but this then became a religious debate, and unfortunately, uh, those things won. Um, but let's look at it from a different perspective here. I'm going to read from... Uh, this other site, uh, um, this is Mount St. Helens, uh, the eruption. Let's see. Uh, oh, goodness. Uh, on March 20th, 1980, Mount St. Helens experienced a magnitude 4.2 earthquake. And on March 27th, steam venting started. Now, I remember this, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I remember... Uh, 1980, I was little, but I do remember it. Uh, the north side, and I, we weren't anywhere near it, but still, I remember it being on the news. And this was, uh, I remember my parents being worried about the ash, because uh, it did come this far. I mean, it once it caught the the jet stream, man, it, it, it blew ash everywhere. Uh, I remember seeing that on the cars and everywhere, so... Uh, the north side of the mountain had started to bulge. On May 18th, a second earthquake of magnitude 5.1 triggered a massive collapse of the north face of the mountain. It was the largest uh, known debris avalanche in record history. The magma in St. Helens burst forth into a large-scale uh, pyroclastic 
flow, that flattened vegetation, and buildings 230 square miles. More than 1.5 million metric tons of sulfur dioxide was released into the atmosphere uh, on the uh, volcanic explosivity index scale. The eruption uh, was rated a 5 and categorized as Gosh, I can't even pronounce that word. Uh, I'm not even going to try, but you can. I'll, I'll leave this uh, up. But anyways, uh, when this happened, when this, this thing blew, it literally, that, that uh, mountain, Mount St. Helens, reduced its size by 1,300 feet. Now, I'm sorry. Uh, that happened when it did that happened in seconds. Um, that wasn't over the course of millions of years. That was in se- it lost thirteen hundred over thirteen hundred. Uh, I think I had it on my calculator. Let me look at that. Yeah, thirteen hundred and fourteen feet is what I uh, calculated. They they just give it over uh, over thirteen hundred feet. Wow. Yeah, that's insane. Um, a chunk, of, chunk of earth for sure. Right. Um, now let's go to um, a recent one here. Uh, Japan. Okay. This was the one in 2005. Uh, let's see. The earthquake shifted Earth on its axis of rotation by redistributing mass, like putting a dent in a spinning top. The trembler also shortened the length of the day by about a microsecond. More than 5,000 aftershocks hit Japan in the year after the earthquake, the largest a magnitude 7.9. Let's see. It... it, uh, it talks about, if I can find it again, uh, okay, about 250 miles of Japan's northern uh, Honshu coastline dropped by two feet. According to the U.S. Geological Survey, the jolt moved Japan's main island of Honshu eastward by eight feet. Um, that's insane. An entire island moved eight feet. Yes. Yeah, it moved eight feet. Uh, the the you know we we did see the tsunami uh, across the Pacific uh, five foot high. It killed more than one hundred and ten thousand nesting seabirds at the Midway Atoll. I mean, I'll, I'll post this in. But my point here is, ladies and gentlemen, that this was once again in seconds, minutes, hours that these things took place. We have, and and you can do a study on this and prove it yourself, that all the cataclysmic events actually happened quite quickly that uh, shaped and formed this earth. Uh, It was in days, minutes, seconds, weeks, months, not millions of years, excuse me, that these things took place. Um, So, uh, you know, once again, this uh, thwarts uh, in the face of 
this story of evolution. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sean, Sean, do you have anything to add on to that? Um, you know, I, 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 yeah, I love where you're going with that. It, it's just, um, uh, I, 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 there might be some geologists out there that probably, uh, would disagree uh, by carbon dating and, 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 and what have you. And, 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 it, and it's not really for us to, uh, get into a gigantic debate or argument. It's, we're uh, pointing in some different directions, some different thought patterns, uh, some different ways to look at these things of how uh, powerful nature is in, in you know, an earthquake actually uh, moving the earth. We're, we're in a pretty delicate balance to have something like that. I mean, you know, when you watch the movies and you <laughs> it usually seems like something gigantic coming, some kind of, you know, seven... You know what is it? What was your favorite movie? Armageddon, I think. You used to watch that all the time with like some some inbound object the size of Texas hitting the Earth, and then that's what's going to cause. Um, you know, nothing hit the Earth. It was an earthquake that uh, is it caused. Um, oh, I always yeah, I always did find that quite interesting, just with the. Uh, wondering about some of the uh, impact craters that we have uh, on this oh, earth, uh, w- exactly what that would have caused, uh, and and so forth and so on. But uh, yeah, I was I was uh, uh, I was intrigued with that that movie. I just felt like there was uh, a little. They were telling a little more than. Uh, uh, oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. I think they, uh, um, you know, it's it's kind of a it's it's a silly movie. It's it's fun, but there's definitely some some things to it that uh, you know, um, you know, point in a different direction, you know, or uh, I don't know. We we could we could uh, we could get all conspiratorial and say, well, it's these. Uh, the powers that be and 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 such, but uh, you know, honestly, I, I'm going to give glory to God and say that you know he, he's just bigger than all that stuff, and that he's actually using movies and such to to even reveal his word even more and to even point us mentally in some directions because you know what, um, our culture is very swayed and moved by the <laughs> by Hollywood. Uh, why would he not have some influence in, in that those kind of things if we have eyes to see? Right, right. No, I think yeah. There's, I think for those who have eyes to see, and even before I, you know, didn't, I always thought that was kind of quite intriguing. Um, except for uh, except for when they landed on it, that was kind of where it all went downhill. But, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Right up until he landed on I thought it was a good movie, but uh <laughs> like wow. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, yeah, and the drilling through it and all that, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I couldn't quite get there with the imagination, but uh, you know. 
Yeah. Wow. Somehow it was like watching a train wreck that you just couldn't turn away from. You're like, I just got to see how it's going to turn out. (laughs) Please let it get better. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But uh, anyways, these are these are things that you can look at to prove to yourself that, um, well, things things can happen quite quickly. Uh, And and sometimes it seems even. uh, Well, for for. Almost without warning, uh, I know that uh, there was a lot of evidence of. Well, I guess it depends on what the sun is doing as well as the 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 energy that's taken on uh, the all kinds of different things that were going on. But uh, well, we're just going to have to be in contact with him via the Holy Spirit, uh, and if he tells you to run. Don't go back and grab your cloak. Uh, if you're barefoot, just start beating feet. Um, he's going to tell you where to go when, and and uh, when to stop running. But uh, if you get that urge to start running, don't look back. Just start running. So, and uh, anyways, with that, um, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I. I sure appreciate you listening to this, and I and I hope we we made some valid points. You know, once again, we 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 kind of jumped around just a little bit, um, but that is kind of the nature of arc building. It kind of gets your mind. Ooh, what about this? Oh, oh my gosh! You know what? I didn't think about that. And and so this is uh, a great way. Uh, two brothers just to sit, uh, literally two brothers, but two brothers in Christ to sit and and talk about God's word, uh, to to add you know um, dissect some things. I know I threw a lot of verses at, and there is a ton more information in those verses, but uh, I want you to go back and look at those and study because when he gets into uh, we didn't get into the time and I and I apologize for that. Um, I was wanting to look at the the forty days, the hundred and fifty uh, days, and and, uh, and and look at what happened to time uh, with Noah because time definitely changed for him. But uh, so I do apologize for that. But uh, and then we have the the first mention of uh, seasons also uh, as they exit the ark. Well, he yeah he mentioned seasons in uh, the very beginning of Genesis, but he he now uh, gives you the understanding that the angels are not uh, well they're not over those seasons anymore now now it's changed uh, he gives you the understanding that now it's because of the axis being uh, twenty three point four degrees off that that is literally how we're going to get our seasons. It's no longer under their uh, uh, authority. Um, it is now under his, and it's now mechanical. So um, that's that's the understanding that he really wants us to walk away with, ladies and gentlemen, is that uh, the seasons are no longer under the uh, angelic host. Uh, it's now mechanical, but... We're going to go back to that. Now, I want you to keep in your minds uh, that we were talking about uh, God said his creation is good uh, and what his good pleasure is, that he was able to walk in the garden with Adam. 
Now, this was him uh, enjoying his creation and everything that he created. This was his good pleasure. Uh, he will establish that again, and that is exactly why this we're going through what we're going through. This is exactly what the end result will be. This is why he wrote, the. we have the 66 books of the canon of Scripture uh, to tell us that we're going to go back, but in that time it's it's well he needs to establish a a covenant and a family because that's what he desires is to walk amongst his family those who actually desire him and desire his righteousness his ways all of him desire all of him and desire his kingdom and you know we come into alignment with desiring his good pleasure. So, uh, you know, it is... I'm excited. Uh, well, I'm excited. I'm pleased for him, for my Father, for, for the Lord my God, that he will have that. I, I That is absolutely my desire, is for him to have his good pleasure because he more than deserves it. And so that's why we're going through this, is to point out that... Absolutely, he will establish all of this for his good pleasure. And his good pleasure will be my good pleasure. So I'm I'm excited for that. I really am. So, you know, as we look at these uh, events and they look uh, scary or, or maybe cataclysmic and everything else, um, yeah, these are real things that really happened, but the end result... I'm very excited for, and I, I, I hope you, the believers, are as well. I hope you're excited that he will establish his good pleasure. Um, so with that, uh, I think we're going to close this thing out, but I want to, uh, one, like I said, keep in your minds that he said it is good because, well, we need to remember that. Um and as we go forward, we need to keep that in remembrance of what he said is good. Uh, because next, I think we need to go to Genesis uh, 18 and uh, read about. Uh, we're going to read about the uh, the days a lot, but I think we're going to we might go before that a little bit, and we need to really get into. Um, We might look at the three sons just for a minute, uh, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Um, and then we're going to go and look at uh, Abram, or Abraham. And we're and that's going to be our next uh, revealing or unfolding. And uh, we're really going to have to look at the, well, the parent. This is where the parent prophecy comes from. This is where all prophecy really stems is this this covenant this 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 parenthetical prophecy given to Abraham so we're really going to have to examine that closely um i think that's going to be the next thing i think we established some things based on that uh loosely you know i, I know i talked about some things that are uh maybe a little confusing and I, and I hope not. I hope I didn't uh bring too much confusion in, into uh when I talked about the sixth seal in revelation, but we will get to that. Um but this is 
uh, I'm hoping that you will absolutely see that uh, everything in Genesis is, uh, in this flood is actually pointing to that event. Uh, it's just going. It's going to be the opposite. We're going back to the days of Noah in that event. So that's that's really what I was wanting your minds to go to. So um, I hope that's what I did <laughs> uh, to the best of my ability. Um, but uh, Sean, uh, if you want to give your uh, closing comments and closing thoughts, and then uh, we'll go ahead and uh, close this thing out. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I think that, um, you know, we can get off track and look at, you know, there's, I know there's a lot of fun shows to listen to that, uh, talk about the days of Noah and, you know, the, the return of the Nephilim and the, the Antichrist and stuff like that. And, um, a lot of those, um, are, 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 you know, I, I used to listen to that kind of stuff uh, regularly. It's exciting. Uh, it gets you charged up. Um, makes you uh, think that you've come across some secret information and you know what's about to come. Um, but does it really line up with what God's saying? Does it really line up with his word? Uh, you know, we need to build uh, line upon line and precept upon precept so that, you know, as this arc is being, uh, we can't just start shoving boards anywhere. We can't just start shoving uh, screws in without having, uh, you know, uh, other beams to screw into, you know, it's just, we're just going to end up with kind of this, this hodgepodge kind of shack kind of thing that's, um, well, it's not going to hold water and it's not going to, um, uh, contain what it needs to contain or, or keep out what it needs to keep out. And, uh, uh, so some of this construction may be a little bit, uh, um, uncomfortable. Uh, you may have to let go of some other ideas and, and some other, uh, teachings along the way, but, uh, it's just, a and we're just asking for an opening of mind, but, you know, really, um, the bottom line on this thing is that, um, you know, wherever we come out on this thing, uh, the only reason we're all talking about this is that, you know, we have been drawn by the Father uh, to know Him. We are wanted. We have been given value through Christ and uh, through the shed blood of the Messiah. And all of these things... Um, are in him through him and by him and for him and 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 we um uh, we 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 are the carriers uh of um this this seed and uh that will uh as as was shown in the uh the earlier reading that will the seed that we carry will produce after its own kind so we need to be busy about uh not so much about arguing with each other, not so much about, uh, you know, when the Nephilim or when this Antichrist is going to pop on the scene, but um, we need to be busy about our Father's business. And as my brother was saying, his good pleasure is to uh, love his creation. And um, so we really hope, you know, as we're going through this, as one is it's getting getting rid of some, it's cutting away at some of the confusion of things um, it's it's showing that in through thick and thin and no matter what that God is for us He's not against us 
And even our greatest messes, well, he can turn them into um, something beautiful. So even as messed up or um, as discouraging as things may look, whether that be politics, whether that be um, in earth changes or um, or just even in your own life, um, God can take our messes and turn them into something beautiful. He's a master at it. And uh, he's just the master craftsman. So, um, you know, as we're going over this stuff, and Joe read a t- tremendous amount of scripture tonight, um, you know, our, our hope is that the Holy Spirit's breathing on it and that you've, uh, you know, if you didn't have a notepad during this one, we just asked for the next one. Uh, have a notepad ready for the Holy Spirit to just kind of, you know, drop a brilliant idea into your head about uh, some different ways to think about this, um, some different uh, revelation in his word, um, and that just draws you closer and builds your faith. And uh, we just uh, appreciate the opportunity to be able to do this and uh, to be able to uh, talk like this. Just like Joe said, two brothers in the flesh, two brothers in the spirit. And um, we just, uh, we thank you. And uh, we appreciate those that are listening, and and uh, we just ask for a, a blessing uh, to be upon you as you uh, endeavor in your own studies. That um, there's revelation, um, there's growth, and um, there's a uh, an, um, a calmness and a, and a peace about uh, what you're finding. That um, he's in the midst of the storm and. Uh, He's wanting to calm down the winds and speak peace to the water. So with that, uh, I'll just let you close out, Joe. Well, amen, Sean. Uh, I think uh, I don't think I have anything to add to that. So ladies and gentlemen, once again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening. Take care and God bless. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.